I'm a private eye, and this time I'd landed a case that had me and O'Hara, a homicide detective, running in circles till we were dizzy. We'd found nine clues in the murder of Leopold Grant, the millionaire in his 60s who'd fallen for Cora Dexter, a gold digger in her 20s. Number one, the dead guy rang my agency, claiming he'd been threatened by a guy called Emile Boucher that he knew in Paris. Number two, the typewriter used to bash in Grant's skull. Number three, a threatening letter signed E.B. Number four, two bullets from a 45. Number five, photograph of an unknown woman. Number six, a hank of blonde hair. Number seven, the dead man's left shoe was missing. Number eight, a list of names with the victim's name at the top. Number nine, the missing shoe that turned up wrapped in newspaper. Only the heel of the shoe had been ripped off and was gone. But I was counting on the tenth clue to lead me to a killer. Artist Ensemble Theater presents Mysterious Journey, Theater for the Mind. From the pen of Dashiell Hammett, the Continental Op is on the case. A tough lady tracks a killer in the tenth clue. Listen up. That list of names and addresses? We'd figured it was a list of murder victims. Sure. Grant's name was at the top. But every other name turned out to be fake. And if the list is fake, it's a hundred to one that the rest of the clues are phony, too. The photograph, the blonde hair, the messages cut from the personal ads. Every bit of it designed to send us in circles. Well, I'm through chasing my tail. Yeah? What are you going to do instead? As God is my witness, I'm going to hunt for a man whose name isn't Emile Boucher, isn't French, isn't blonde, doesn't carry a 45, and didn't murder Leopold Grant to recover some mystery object hidden in the heel of a shoe. Yeah, that narrows it down. Okay, say you're right, and all nine clues are... Misdirection. Designed to make us follow a false trail. So, what's left? The Dexter kitten didn't do it, not before Grant put a ring on her finger and signed a new will giving her half his estate. And the brother, the, what's his name? Madden Dexter. He's in New York with a solid gold alibi. The son, Charles Grant, is the only one who gains if his old man dies before the revised will is signed. He claims he was home all evening, but there's only his word. Yeah, but you can't fake turning pale after learning that your old man's been murdered. Plus, he hired me on the spot to find his killer. More misdirection? I don't see him as the killer. Fine. Then who? This Cora Dexter. Think her romance with Grant was a case of true love? Sure. If by true love you mean her love for Leopold Grant's millions. Suppose she's got a guy on the side. That could play. Some young guy who don't got a million and didn't take kindly to being dumped for an old man who did. Maybe. Suppose we shove clues one through nine in a drawer and turn the key. Love to. Tomorrow we hunt for that Dexter Kitten's guy on the side. Next day we started digging, only to run smack into another dead end. We couldn't find a hint of another man. Discouraged, I dropped in at the agency and hashed it over with Mabel and Clerical. I needed the perspective of another woman. What do you mean, dead end? Just what I said. Cora Dexter and her brother have been in San Francisco three years. We questioned everyone we could find. No one's ever spotted her with a man who wasn't either her brother or Leopold Grant. Which just proves you're on the right track. How do you figure? Feminine intuition. Not admissible in court. Yeah, but you and I know it's real. Look, the way you describe this kitten, this is not a dame who is ever without a man. So... So, if there was another man, and you and I both think there was... 
The more she's been careful to keep him undercover, the more likely it is that he's mixed up in the murder. Being as I'm the one who types your reports, I know you've had the Dexter girl watched ever since you took the case. Yeah, but that's a bust. She lives like a nun. No running around, no visitors. You tap her phone? O'Hara did. Her only calls were to order takeout or make an appointment to have her hair done. Mail? Not a single letter. Not even a catalog. Jeez, she's good. I don't know. Maybe she's innocent. Nah. Nah. Oh, I almost forgot. Mabel, if you hear from a gal named Peg... Called this morning. She's coming for a job interview on her lunch hour. You're a living doll. I know. If the old man doesn't scare her off, she's in. Compared to her current boss, the old man is a pussycat. Oh, hey, you got a cable from our guy in Paris. Yeah? He's located 17 Emile Bouchers. Not one of them has been to the U.S. Everywhere I turn, I hit a dead end. It's driving me nutty. What about the brother, uh, Madden Dexter? What about him? You had him tailed, right? Is he still in New York? Not anymore. Right now he's on a train headed west. Maybe you should spend some quality time with Madden Dexter. You think? I wonder where that train's last stop is before Sacramento. His train pulls in there at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Thanks, Mabel. You're the best. Don't tell me. Tell the old man! Next morning in Sacramento, I boarded the train for San Francisco, dropped my business card in an envelope, and gave it to a messenger boy. Then I followed the kid through the train. Message for Mr. Dexter. Here, boy. Mr. Madden Dexter. That's right. Do do I... Mind if I sit? See here. You'll find my card inside that envelope. I'm a private detective. A woman? Isn't that... Unusual? I hear that a lot. My client is Charles Grant, the dead man's son. I don't see what this has to do with me, and I don't like... My attitude? (laughs) I hear that a lot, too. Look, I... I already told the New York detectives everything I know. His chin started to tremble and he avoided my eyes. I don't know what you think I... I need to know about the men in your sister's life. What? Boyfriends, suitors... Don't tell me there weren't any. Who stood out? Really? I couldn't say. Okay, uh, let's check them off one by one. Any man who was interested in her. What's the first name that comes to mind? I know this may seem hard to believe, but there was no one until Grant. That does seem hard to believe. Nonetheless, that's the truth. He was lying badly, swallowing, stammering, and perspiring. I hammered him hard, but by the time the train pulled into Oakland that evening, he hadn't budged, still insisting that Grant was the only suitor he knew about. Frustrated, I stuck to him like glue as together we boarded the ferry for San Francisco. How many times do we have to go over this? I've told you. Oh, that you, Madden? A big guy approached with outstretched hand. Dexter jumped like a rabbit. How have you been? I just got into town, and I've been racking my brain, trying to recall your phone number. Yes. Good to see you. Hello, this is Mr. Smith. This lady is with the Continental Detective Agency. No kidding? (laughs) A sleuth in a skirt, huh? He laughed. I didn't bother, but I did shake hands. Whoever this Smith guy was and whatever connection he had to the murder, and there was one, or why was Dexter so anxious to tip the guy off about me being a gumshoe, I figured I was safe with people around. I figured wrong. Shall we go out on deck? I was about to refuse when I realized that his coat had fallen open just far enough to show me the snub-nosed automatic in his hand. Come on, let's get some air. It'll do you good. 
I turned and walked through the crowd, thinking furiously. His right hand was on my shoulder like we were old friends, but under his coat, his left hand held a gun at my spine. The deck was deserted. The heavy fog had driven everyone inside. I stopped at the rail. Yeah, this is better. More private. Look, whatever you- I felt like I'd swallowed a gallon of it by the time I surfaced, trying to stay afloat while I struggled to get free of my coat. Back of my head pounded where Smith had slugged me. By the time I finally ditched the coat, I couldn't see anything but fog, hanging low and thick on the water. I stopped swimming and floated on my back, listening, trying to get my bearings. I heard foghorns but I couldn't get a handle on direction in the mist. All I knew for sure was that I was somewhere in San Francisco Bay, probably being swept out to sea by the current. Oh, there was a boat horn. I began to yell, working my arms and legs madly, trying to drive through the water. No one heard me. The water wasn't cold anymore. My head had stopped throbbing. No lights, just the sound of foghorns. Ahead of me, behind me, who knows? All I wanted to do was doze off in the warm, friendly fog. But all these damned horns. Well, just one horn, really. It was a boat, almost on top of me. I screamed and struggled until the black water swallowed me. Forty years I fished this bay. The first time I catch a mermaid. <coughs> hey, she's awake. What? Are you okay, you mermaid? <coughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta get to San Francisco. Sure, sure. Lie still, lady. We're taking you to hospital. It took some fast talking, but in the end, shivering in my soaked clothes, I did not go to the hospital, but grabbed a taxi to my place. There, I knocked back some whiskey, took the hottest shower I could stand, and got dressed. Except for a whopping headache, I felt almost human. Homicide? O'Hara? It's me. Finally! What happened? Did you talk to Dexter? What'd he say? I promised to explain once O'Hara got to my place. Then I rang my client. Charles Grant speaking. I've made some headway on the case. But first, have you heard from Madden Dexter? Yes, he called shortly after he got in. We're meeting in the morning to go over that business he transacted for father. Call him back. Tell him that you've been called out of town. Very sudden, you've got to leave first thing in the morning. Ask if you can swing by his place and meet with him tonight. All right, but... What's... Not now. Detective O'Hara and I will swing by to pick you up. Then the three of us will go see Madden Dexter. Open up! Hold your horses! What do you got? Did Dexter tell you something? Nothing. I grilled that guy all the way from Sacramento to Oakland and couldn't get a peep out of him. Damn. Wait. On the ferry, Dexter introduces me to a Mr. Smith. Fake name? What do you think? But get this. He makes sure to tip off Smith that I'm a gumshoe. In the middle of a crowded ferry, Smith pulls a gun, marches me out on deck, wraps me on the head, and dumps me in the bay. Your life is chock full of excitement. Yeah. So who's Smith? That's what we're going to ask Matt and Dexter. Let's go. 
Smith's got to be the guy we're hunting, right? The killer? Not that we know who he is or why he did it. I feel like there's still a piece missing. Taxi! Maybe Smith figured you had evidence or that you were about to find out. What? I don't know. This case is screwy. You're telling me! We know Dexter's in the clear on account of because he was in New York. But somehow you threw a scare into the Smith guy. We'll figure it out. Was Madden Dexter on deck when Smith sent you over the rail? No. He may not have realized what Smith was planning. He'll be plenty spooked now. With me supposedly dead, Dexter will have to stay in the open, keep up his innocent act, insisting he knows nothing. But once we get there tonight, he'll talk. We picked up Charles Grant, who peppered us with a hundred questions we didn't have the answers to. Can't you at least tell me? No! Why not? Because we don't know. But we're about to find out. Finally, we were outside the Dexter's door. Goody, you... I shoved past Cora and barreled into the first room where a light showed and came face to face with Smith. Ladies, it was at this moment when I recalled some valuable advice my mother once gave me about how to use my knee. While Smith was doubled over, I pulled my gun and brought it crashing down on his skull. My hand went numb as he went down, but the rest of me felt great. What the hell? You got something against this joker? Yeah. Meet the famous Mr. Smith. What are you talking about? That's Madden Dexter. Finally! The missing piece fell into place and everything shifted like a kaleidoscope into a new pattern. And I knew. What's the big idea of slugging my brother? Lady, your brother here murdered Leopold Grant. Better cuff him, O'Hara, before he comes to. Don't you touch him. You're all crazy. Madden was in New York. No. He had a Confederate travel to New York, posing as your brother. The closest the real Madden Dexter got to New York was when he met his pal on the ferry tonight to collect the papers connected with the transaction. One side, lady. I'm making an arrest. It was on the ferry that Madden, or Smith, as he was calling himself, realized that I'd stumbled on the truth about his alibi being fake, even though I didn't know it at the time. Madden, is what she's saying on the level? (sighs) Say something! I'll say all I've got to say to my lawyer! Yeah? Well, I'll say what I've got to say right now. Madden's not my brother. Him and me been grifting together for the past four years. We usually pose as brother and sister with me as bait to lure in the mark. The plan was to sucker Mr. Grant into investing in some fake stock scheme. Only the game changed when Leo fell hard for me. Only I never figured the old guy proposing. Leopold Grant was a sweetheart, and he treated me better than any guy I ever knew. So you decided to go through with the marriage. I would have been a good wife to Leo, and I was square with Madden. I promise I'd keep dear brother in funds for years to come. Only Madden didn't go for it. He went crazy started smacking me around. That's when I made up my mind to ditch him for good. I told Leo that my brother was bitterly opposed to us getting married. So he arranged to send Madden to New York on business to get him out of the way until we were off on our honeymoon. The minute I heard that Leo had been killed, I thought of Madden. Except... Except he had an ironclad alibi in New York. Wait, who's Emile Boucher? Who? There is no Emile Boucher. It was Madden who called the agency, pretending to be Grant. That whole story about a crazy Frenchman out for revenge was more misdirection, like the nine clues we shoved in a drawer. Every word that ever came out of his mouth was just another con. While Cora was in the mood to spill her guts, I quickly described the guy I'd met on the train. His name's Ed Felton. Used to work with Madden in Los Angeles. He's a weak sister. 
I bet he never knew that murder was part of Madden's con. You little- Shut up! Leo was a sweet old guy that never hurt nobody, and you murdered him. And I'll see you swing for it, you bastard. And she did. With her testimony, Madden was convicted for murder in the first. The papers gave her plenty of play as some kind of tragic heroine. Now that Cora is respectable, I hear she's stepping out with Charles Grant. She'll get her claws in those millions yet. Cats always land on their feet. The Tenth Clue was adapted from a short story by Dashiell Hammett. The cast includes Katie Merringer as the Continental Op, Richard Rather as O'Hara, David A. Kingrick as Charles Grant, Jody Beach as Peg, Margaret Rather as Mabel, Alex Ruano as Madden, and Phil Masterton as the mysterious Mr. Smith. When the pandemic closed live performances, Artists Ensemble Theatre began producing theatre for the mind. If you can, please consider donating to AET or become a patron by pledging monthly. Learn more at artistsensemble.org. And as always, thank you for listening.